So, Saturday night, and uh, our winter retreat has ended now for a week. It was April 8th today, so yeah, just a little over a week. And the community has been working, working very hard, and uh, and we think today was finished. All I mean, no, I mean, the kutis are down. There's still odds and ends to. Yeah. It turns out there's like five bags of cement per foundation piece under the ten by ten. Yeah, I, f I figured you know you should wait till Ethan comes and get the excavator to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys have probably been struggling away at it. <laughs> so anyway, there was, uh, yeah, I wasn't around for the construction of those, but there was. Apparently <laughs> not. <you know. coughs> but anyway, we've, it's, everything's down and there's still some dump runs to make. Finish the dump runs, my goodness. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that's been a lot of work. I mean, it's amazing uh, that, uh, you know, four kutis have been demolished and taken away, and it's back to, uh, uh, back to bare ground, ready to be, start construction again. <laughs> so it's, uh, but that's wonderful. And it's, yeah, people have been, <clears throat> What's the idiom? Many, many hands? Oh, many hands make light work? I mean, that's the idiom. Many hands make light work, but... That's only sometimes. Sometimes many hands, there's just a lot of confusion. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, not the reality. I mean, it was many hands making light work because everybody was working together. Everybody was quite uh, harmonious and... and uh, you know, putting putting forth uh, you know wonderful effort. So I could, and uh, I mean, yeah, today was just it was the last day for the um, that that uh, that Kuti project, more or less. Uh, and uh, people can feel pretty good about what they've accomplished for sure. <clears throat> and it's also with, uh, say, end of winter retreat and uh, people starting to come and stay in the monastery. Today in particular, a lot of people uh, arrive to stay in the monastery. And uh, and here for um, say tea time this afternoon. Um, yeah, after three three and a half years of pandemic, it's, it's starting to see people again, 
That's quite quite lovely, actually. <clears throat> so this evening, uh, as a reflection, um, I uh, I thought I would. Uh, Speaking of recollection of recollection of death, I uh, yesterday I I was invited to help um, with q and A, Q&A session for a retreat in Brazil, uh, the uh, Brazilian uh, monastery. They're doing a doing a retreat there, and they asked me to uh, to help out with that. And that has been the theme of their retreat, so it's it, uh, sort of brought up reflections for me as it was leading up to the Q and A session, but then also uh, answering questions. So a lot, a lot of good, great questions. Uh, and it's you know it is really a, an important contemplation, <clears throat> and. Uh, in Buddhist practice, it's something that uh, the Buddha didn't shy away from in the sense of... of uh, um, and that's one of the things that I've always uh, appreciated about the Buddhist teachings is uh, like, yeah, all the cards are on the table, sort of lay it all out and this is, this is the truth of, of the, the reality that we live in. Here's the ways to approach it, here's the ways to free yourself from it. You want to do something about it, go for it. And that, that is really quite straightforward, quite refreshing in that sense. So that uh, uh, contemplation of death is something that the Buddha talks about as being very important. and. Because one, I mean, it's something that uh, as human beings and in most cultures um, certainly shy away from. And, uh, um, and even many cultures, there's taboos about speaking about death. And, uh, um, and I think uh, certainly in a sort of a, a modern Western cultures—it's uh, not that there's a taboo, it's but people just don't talk about it, and uh, and I think um, most people living in modern Western societies haven't haven't experienced seeing a, seeing a dead person. Uh, it's a uh, <clears throat> And uh, you know something that Rajan Chah um, said one time, and said, you know, if we don't really understand death, or if we haven't contemplated death, then um, we're not going to understand life. And so it's it's just so important to. Uh, because it is a uh, it, this whole experience of being a human being 
um, is is a is a trajectory toward toward our toward our death and and uh, to be able to contemplate it to put our life into perspective and um, be able to reflect and see and and not in a sense of of because uh, um, I mean it, quite rightly I mean because there is you know it's quite a Generally, I mean, an unknown. Uh, there's a, uh, a, a, a certain level of fear, um, and but in in anything where there is, there is uh, a relationship of fear, that's not really healthy. Um, and in 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 anything that we do. Um, so that certainly in terms of approaching our life and we don't want to have areas of it that are, are where there's where there's fear and so the only way to to uh, make something known is to actually pay attention right? to direct our attention uh, towards it so the that contemplation of 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 death is important, and <clears throat> and 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 I think one of the things that's um, yeah, important to emphasize in a in a Buddhist perspective is that uh, the Buddha didn't see death as some sort of final ending. Um, because that is one of the things that the Buddha pointed to as a, um, say as a, a, a wrong view, a wrong understanding of, of reality, is uh, annihilation. Uh, that, uh, uh, and certainly in, say, like a modern materialist culture, then you know, there's a, you know, it's just a materialist, annihilationist, Perspective is is um, you know get over it when you're dead you every, everything ends you're annihilated and uh, but for the Buddha from from a Buddhist perspective and and the, and the perspective of the Buddha um, it's a uh, it's a transition uh, and that transition is is actually very important. Uh, to to approach it in a in a sense of real clarity uh, and uh, you know the, and, and it's something that that the Buddha recognized even in the Buddha's time there were uh, annihilationist doctrines like the wadi the annihilationist doctrine or Ucheda ditti annihilationist view that's uh, was a part of the uh, spectrum of, of, uh, of views even in the Buddha's time. It's something that the Buddha rejected. And, and in particular, I mean, there's a, cu a couple of things. One is in that sense of being a, a, a transition uh, and it's in an ongoing series of of 
birth and death. Um, and but also that that when one if one approaches life with a well, materialist annihilationist view, you, there's a tendency to not acknowledge or recognize or accept and the uh, results of actions because I mean if you're uh, uh, if you're just annihilated then so what's the point of of paying attention to one's the results of one's actions um, and and that's something that the Buddha was was very uh, <clears throat> um, uh, firm on making very clear was that uh, all of our actions have results um, and the teachings are there to learn how to develop uh, a skillful relationship to our actions and actions meaning whatever actions of a body, speech or mind um, and uh, that they um, they they do um, there are results and they they and they're felt we have to feel them we have to carry that uh, say the weight of the emotional result of of our actions and we uh, will feel good about or f not feel good about uh, actions will feel happy about actions will feel sad about actions or we feel uh, a certain amount of, of uh, yeah, remorse regret about um, about things uh, we feel really real delight about things so that we can make choices uh, in our uh, our actions uh, that we can be cultivating the, the seeds and the, the basis of experiencing well-being and happiness, clarity and, and, and discernment. Uh, and that's what we can be doing. Uh, of course, if you think in terms of well, what's really important in our life, uh, it's paying attention to that which is going to, to create a sense of Clarity and 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 understanding true wisdom, um, happiness and well-being, uh, you know, real peace and and uh, and stability, a sense of real um, a sense of not being shaken by the the uh, events of our life, because we understand it clearly, uh, and everything is is seen in its in its true nature so that that that, that contemplation of death one of the things is one it, it makes a certain the buddha praises it in terms of creating a certain urgency uh, just not to be wasting time um, because i mean one in the sense that that uh, 
you know, one of the things we are sure of is that we will die. Uh, but one of the things that's really uncertain is when. Uh, no, there's no real clear program. No, 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 no schedule. We're, uh, and uh, it's no, no, it's one of the things that Jen Cha said. In his, he's a wonderful way of playing with words. And Jen. Uh, Ajahn Chah used to have his sort of snack. He said, like with this this human this model. I mean, this this human form. You see, you know, there's no warranty. You don't get there's no, no warranty. No no guarantees in this. So, so that uh, you just don't know. <coughs> um, there. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, yeah, and we all know examples of that where you know, people have, uh, and the feeling is 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 when somebody, whether you know, they're very young or they're you know even as adults or they're you know they're somehow oh what a shame they died so young and. Uh, You know, and say, and, and I'm thinking, like, ne- uh, oh, in a few days, um, my mom's going to be coming, and she's going to be a hundred this summer, and, and she's still traveling, and so it's like, <coughs> uh, you know, we're uh, no guarantees, uh, and people often sort of say, oh, your mom's really old. And she's going to live to a ripe old age. You'll probably be the same. I said, well, maybe not. Maybe I'll be the same as my dad. <laughs> He's long gone. <laughs> so it's, so that, that is, you, know, you, don't, you don't know. Uh, so they, uh, just the, the, that sense of uncertainty. And, and it's not to instill some kind of, again, not to instill fear, but it's more like, how do you create a sense of, like a positive and wholesome taking responsibility of one's life and and uh, and uh, a kind of clarity and certainty and that, okay, I, I know what the right thing to do is, I know what's beneficial. Uh, I, I, like that's where I want to put my attention and effort. That's, uh, say, the appropriate, appropriate result of of contemplations of death. It's not the sort of, uh, you know, how can I make myself more morbid and miserable? <laughs> I mean, we do a good enough job with that already, without adding to it. Uh, that's to uh, recognize that, but that that it's it's. Ways finding ways to up, encourage the the heart to incline to that which is truly skillful and truly beneficial, and and uh, that's why the Buddha wants us to to be be picking up a, a contemplation of death, um, and you know I think. 
in, in, if we do it more and more often, more frequently and more skillfully, um, you know, there's a, there's a real sense of ease that comes. You know, that was one of the things that, say for myself, spending a lot of time living in, in Northeast Thailand, which is very much a village culture and the uh, villages are, are steeped in, in, in Buddhist practice and steeped in Ajahn Chah's training. Um, very close, uh, like the, the village that was close to, and uh, villages that were close to, to uh, uh, the monastery, the international monastery there. Long time uh, students of Ajahn Chah, and, and, and they, and then having a very strong village culture and very down to earth, um, steeped in Buddhist principles. Um, there was a real natural ease with the relationship to to death, and and uh, and and of course also just the. International Monastery was um, before the monks went there to establish the monastery. It was the um, village burial ground and cremation ground, uh, and uh, and it and and so the monastery became the uh, the village burial ground and cremation ground. And generally in Thailand, they'll do cremations. Um, but in rare occasions with a, uh, a violent death or a very sudden death, and uh, they would do a, a burial for a period of time, then cremation would take place later. So it was it was a, a fairly common occurrence, and and uh, one of the things that was that I always found very refreshing and interesting is that uh, one everything's out in the open. Um, the the uh, when somebody you'd know that somebody had died in the village because you you especially if they died in, during the night um, because you'd either when you're going out for alms round or coming back from alms round, there'd be a bunch of the village men collecting firewood in the, in the, in the monastery and uh, starting pre to prepare the, the funeral pyre. But then you know, the, the, uh, the monks would be invited into the, into the village, to the, to the family home to, to uh, <clears throat> do some Chanting, and there would be, and you would meet with the villagers, and then you, you would bring the, the body back to, to the monastery. Um, cremations would take place within 24 hours. Uh, this, I mean, these days that's not the case because of, of. Uh, more of the villagers are, the families are a bit more spread apart because of work and and uh, education and study and you know, the village uh, is is further away but also there's refrigeration so you got, <laughs> got refrigerated coffins that you can keep 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 them in so 
It was that, that practicality, which was exactly why uh, you, okay, uh, get going with his cremation. It's, it's starting to get, you know, Granny's getting ripe here. So, so it, uh, but then all the the whole process, um, the coffins would be open. Uh, people would would see, and and it was, and then there was always at the end before the funeral pyre was lit, uh, there'd be a uh, uh, like a ritual washing of the body, pouring water, uh, pouring, uh, and uh, and and that was whether they were elderly or or young people, um, they would take part in that, and so everything was. Everything, nothing was hidden. Uh, I think that's uh, that's one again. So I think uh, for us growing up, and, and so much has been hidden. And in anything that's hidden, there's always a fear. Uh, so that that uh, uh, it's with being willing to look at, investigate, and open the heart to reality, truth of, of, of existence. And, and death is just a, a very natural reality. And so to be able to bring it up reflection, recollection, uh, and uh, uh, try to encourage the mind to reflect in skillful ways uh, to encourage ourselves in that sense of a spiritual urgency, um, and you know, then sort of contemplating. You know, certainly for myself as as a say as a young man and uh, and a young monk. Um, these are reminders to. Uh, Okay, what what does this mean? And of course, it 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 stimulates the questions of, you know, well, what is the <laughs> what is the nature of this human existence? Well, you know, well, what's the point of it all anyway? And and to you know, for the Buddha, um, that's not really the right question. Um, because you can come up with all sorts of ideas and philosophical speculations on on, on purpose, um, but what the Buddha wants us to contemplate is how do we hold it? What do we do with it? Uh, how do we free the heart from its suffering? Uh, that's the most important uh, perspective that we need to be paying attention to. So that, that that sense of reflecting in ways of and because even the you know well, that sense of say some fear or anxiety around death what is it that's just this sense of me and well what is this sense of me anyway now, who is this me that that I have such strong feelings about, and, and uh, you realize, know, well, is it this body? Of course, it's, it's, I mean, 
I'm 73 going on 74 and I haven't died yet, but it's, this body keeps changing and it's just going to keep changing. Uh, just, so you know, saying, well, this is, this is me uh, is kind of absurd or ri- ridiculous or thing that, or you know, well, a particular feeling is me. A particular memory is me, a perception. Uh, and that's what we build our sense of identity out of. It's just these, these five aggregates of being. Form, feeling, perception, mental formations, thoughts, emotion, consciousness itself. But those are all ephemeral and changing and uncertain. And uh, and the more we try to hold on to anything of it, uh, the more elusive and, and frustrating it is. So that then the, the Buddha's um, Sort of the essence of the at one point, and a couple points in the, in the Buddha's teaching, the Buddha is asked to to really abbreviate the teachings, um, and uh, and it's it's quite important. Is you know when the Buddha brings it down to the essence, what he said, "Sambhedhammanalangabhinivesaya." All things, or everything, is, cannot be clung to, can't be attached to, can't be held on to. Um, and it's just that simple. So it's, so it's not a, a dismissal or a pushing away or, again, an annihilation. But it's saying we want to, one recognizes, one sees, one investigates, one understands, but one isn't taking a, a stand, a view, a, uh, an attachment, holding on to anything, thinking that this is how it's always going to be, this is how, I'm, uh, how it should be, this is how it should have been. Um, all of those speculations and, 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 and longings and the willingness to trust in because what, what one then does is then start trusting in, well, what are, we, what are we falling back to? It's like one of Ajahn Chah's teachings, uh, talks that he gave, was a talk to a, a dying person. Of course, the family was all there. And, and the name and the title of the talk is, is Our Real Home. And and it's something that a theme that Ajahn Chah wove through the whole talk <coughs> from many ways is this: we want to find our, we want to find our real home. We want to find our real refuge. We want to real find our real place of safety and and peace. And the only place to find that is in. Uh, in 
in, in awareness, in knowing, uh, in a place of, of clarity and stillness. And that's in, in each person's heart. Uh, and, and it's just being able to return to that, re remind ourselves of that. Uh, more importantly, not to forget it. <laughs> the, uh, everybody has, has uh, say, glimpses of clarity, but we keep forgetting. And to a certain degree, that's what mindfulness is in terms of, uh, say, mindfulness is also sort of non-forgetting. Uh, so re re remembering what what to pay attention to, what to to see clearly, and to stay with that, stay with that knowing, stay with that clarity, and returning to our real home. So I'll offer that for reflection this evening.